focusing in now on what's going on in the Middle East, the conflict between Hamas and Israel. Our news team has been doing a great job covering what's been transpiring over the last four or five days or so. But I don't know about you, but popping up on social media, especially specific socials, I'm thinking about TikTok and occasionally on Twitter, there have been graphic images being displayed. And I mean overly graphic images, images you would never see on a conventional news website or television coverage. But it is showing up on social media platforms. And in some cases, people are flagging the tweets or X's or the TikToks, and then these are being removed. But in other cases, it's slipping through and surviving on social media for quite a while, which means young people are seeing these. Teenagers, even pre-teenagers. And the question is, how can you talk with someone of that age group about what they're seeing? I had a great conversation about this with Dr. Taslim Alani Verji earlier today. Dr. Taslim Alani Verji is a clinical psychologist with the Silm Center for Mental Health in Ontario. And I began my conversation by thanking Dr. for joining me. Thank you for having me. Some of these images that are making the rounds on social media are disturbing to uh, a veteran news person like me, I cannot imagine the impact it's having on younger people. Have have you been having conversations about this? Absolutely. You know, it's been it's been overwhelming, um, and with the way that we are being exposed to these images on social media, um, often individuals can feel quite overwhelmed um, and powerless in in the face of what is going on in the world right now. And that feeling of being having no control over this, that must be kind of real, real, it must actually jostle some people right to their core. Absolutely. I mean, for any of us, feeling that lack of control can be quite unsettling, sometimes distressing. But when we think about young people specifically, um, young people are trying to figure out what their role is in this world, uh, how their voice matters in this world. And when a young person is made to feel powerless um, and when they are not able to reconcile how to find power when they feel powerless, this can uh, actually shift the way that they perceive themselves and the world around them. Oh, I did not realize that, that it could have that big of an impact. Mm-hmm. How can we help as, you know, parents, adults in, you know, the lives of young people? What can we do to kind of help them work through what they may be feeling? So I think that there are a few things that we can do. And what I would say is that before we have any conversations with our children or the young people that we are often interacting with, it's best that we take a moment for ourselves to identify what our stances are, what our judgments are, what our feelings are. Um, Because when we're trying to make space for young people and their feelings, it's so important that we're not bringing 
our needs into that conversation. We're allowed to have them, but that's not the moment to put that on someone else. And so really just making sure that we've taken that time for ourselves before initiating any of that kind of dialogue with young people. Um, But then I think taking the time to figure out what is going on for them cognitively, emotionally, what do they know? What do they think about what they know? How do they feel? What are their friends talking about and how do they feel about that? Um, And just to really take a curious, non-judgmental approach to hearing what they have to say. It isn't always about doing something for them, but rather creating a space where they can share what's going on for them and know that they have safety and they can trust that you can handle whatever it is that they're feeling. Interesting. They need the safety is what I'm reading there. They need to know that you as the adult in their lives understands what's going on and can, are, are, is it all about grounding them as to filling in the answers to questions perhaps that they have or? Well, the unfortunate thing is that we won't always have the answers. And so it's nice to be able to not necessarily provide them reassurance of the outcomes of the situation, but rather to provide them with reassurance that you're going to be there for them, no matter what it is that they're going through. Um, And so if, you know, they're experiencing anxiety or they're having headaches um, or they just feel overall unwell, you're okay with that. And if they're angry um, or if they have no feelings about it at all, that's okay too. It doesn't matter what they're going through, but for them to know that no matter how they are, what state, what feelings, what behaviors, you accept them as they are, you love them unconditionally as they are, and that this is allowed to be hard for them and you will be there for them through this hardship. As part of our support, should we be nudging young people to like reduce consumption of content like this? Ideally, yes. Um, And so it really depends on what kind of content they are consuming. Um, So if, if you have a young person in your life who is socially justice oriented and um, finds that reading about this is actually proactive for them, interacting with it is proactive for them, we don't want to necessarily silence that, but rather figuring out what outlets is the person um, engaging with? Is this information credible? Is it too much information for them? Um, and so some of the things that I will recommend include uh, taking time away from consuming the like um, social media information related to current world events. And so if you can unfollow or mute notifications for a little while, that can be quite helpful, especially if you have a young person who is not willing to have some screen-free time. Um <laughs> But also if um, we follow one media source and that will be our only source to gather that information, that can also be helpful as long as that source is a credible one. Yeah, as long um, as so it doesn't need to be. Sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say as long as it's a mainstream news organization because the journalism side of things does filter out the hypergraphic imagery out there. Yes, absolutely. Um, and, you know, some people would say that filtering that information out or taking the time away from it is actually a really privileged thing to be able to do. And absolutely it is, right? We are from this part of the world, we are not 
in it and we do have the privilege to take time away from it but it is in taking the time away from it that we can figure out what we want to do about it um and and that would be the other thing i would say that is important to talk to our young people about is especially if they're feeling a sense of loss of control or powerlessness it's it's helpful to talk about feelings it's also helpful to talk about what they want to do about it because that can help restore some sense of control and power um, and so whether that is writing letters to government whether that's donating money that whether that's preparing um, care kits to send abroad whatever those things are allowing our young people to figure out what they want to do that they feel is going to help with this situation can be so important doctor when is when is it beyond our scope of things? Like what signs should we be looking for in young people when we know we need to call in professionals like yourself? Uh, so I would say if you're noticing some like stark changes in behavior or mood, that can be a good time to reach out to a family doctor or a mental health professional. Um, and so if your child is not getting out of bed um, doesn't seem to be able to engage in conversations, seems quite withdrawn, not eating anymore. Um, maybe they're having panic attacks or they're having nightmares in a way that we typically wouldn't see. That might be a good time to reach out. Um, now, I would say if these things are happening for a short period of time, I mean, this is a really hard situation. We're allowed to have feelings about it. But if you're noticing that, um, that it's happening over time or it's happening consistently in a way that is different from what we're used to, that's usually a good time to reach out to a professional. That's the sign that we need some help. We being adults, I'm speaking as a layperson yeah. here. Yeah. Yeah. And I would I would also say it's never a bad idea to reach out to a mental health professional anyway. So whether for yourself as yeah. an adult or parent or for your for your young person in your life, you know, even if you're not seeing those signs that things might be getting out of hand, having someone to talk to and work through things with can make such a difference and can prevent things from deteriorating uh, to the point where it's interfering with daily life. And so if you have the access to it, uh, it's always helpful to be proactive. Doctor, sound advice. I appreciate this. Thank you for the conversation today. Thank you so much for having me, Ted.